Welcome back to Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about cocktails and true crime. I'm Trish, your bartender. And I'm Sloan, your crime tender. And today we're going to bring you the case of Gannon Stouch. Correct. I was like, right? Did I say the name right? (laughs) I hope we're saying the name right. That's how I remember it being said. It's a kind of recent case, uh, definitely pandemic era. It's a young man, little boy, however you want to classify it. I would say young child. He's 11 years old. He went missing in Colorado and was found in Pensacola, which is is very close to us. Yeah, it's literally an hour away from us. Yeah. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon the case. I'm always trying to find like different ways of finding different cases that people haven't talked about. So the way that I came upon this was just looking at uh, like people that have been found in Florida recently. So that's how we stumbled upon this case today. And I'll tell you more about it in a bit. Um, But I also want to address because this is the same recording session, but in in Tuesday's session, Tuesday's episode, we discussed the Roe versus Wade And I don't want to rehash everything because this is a brand new day. This is a brand new episode. But I highly recommend going to listen to Tuesday's episode, especially if you want to hear our stance on the status of America these days. Also, highly um, suggest or blinking on like the word. Yeah, recommend. If you can, if you're in an area that's doing them, go out there, you know, protest yes. about our rights and everything. Call your representatives. Do, do it peacefully because all you need, like, I say peacefully, as peacefully as you can because if it gets violent, that's when these conservatives and that start getting like, see, see, they're rioting. This is terrible. This isn't a riot sort of situation. This is us demanding our basic rights. The government would never tell a man what to do. The government would never say, hey, go get a vasectomy. I am lucky enough out of the two of us, like I am the one that's married. And I am lucky enough that I am with a partner who is very respectful of me. And he is a long time ago said that he will go get a vasectomy. Like no problem. That's not the issue in our relationship. What I said is that I would rather I spend the money on a hysterectomy for me. <laughs> like go ahead and get rid of my problems. And I would ra- rather put the money there. Yeah. But I'm lucky enough to be with a man that has volunteered to go get a vasectomy for me. But all of that to say, like we're all in different places. We all have different opinions But at the end of the day, women as a gender, we were just set back so far in time. Yes. And no matter what you believe, you have to believe that we just had our freedom taken away from us. Women, gay, transgender, anything like that. Like, Roe v. Wade did not just deal with abortions. It dealt with so many other stuff. So many things. It also, like, the Supreme Court, I didn't realize this until today, but they also re-addressed the Miranda rights. Yeah. And so, like, 
I was hearing from social media that cops are no longer required to give you your Miranda rights. And that is not correct. They and still that is, need to, but they can't get sued if they don't, like, complete it or don't do it at all. Yes. So this is why doing your own research and finding out what your own personal opinion is so important. Because we can gather information from social media all we want. And that includes us. <laughs> like, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not saying that we, you know, we have our own opinions and we voice them here. So that I am a big advocate of doing your own research and finding out where you stand because the truth is out there where you want to find it. So you will find your own truth. So all of that to say, like with the Miranda Wright saying, a lot of TikTok is saying the cops are no longer allowed or not legally required to give you your Miranda rights. That is incorrect. They are still supposed to give you your Miranda rights. So if you are out there protesting, know that you are supposed to get your Miranda rights. This questioning part comes into you as an individual are not allowed to sue the police officer that arrests you if they do not give you your Miranda rights. You can use it in your defense when you are on trial and say, hey, I was never Miranda Mirandized, so everything that happened after that is no longer consequential. And then it's upon the judge and the lawyers and the jury to determine whether or not it's admissible or not. Yeah. But we are no longer allowed to take as citizens action against another citizen who's doing their job if they do their job incorrectly. And that's kind of infuriating because as a bartender, if I overserve somebody, I can go to jail. Mm -hmm. I can lose my job. I can have to pay a fine and I can go to jail for overserving somebody that th then goes out and gets in a car wreck or this and that. But, you know, we all do jobs and we are, we're all held liable and we all have our own things. This is just a very unprecedented time in our country because we just took so many steps back in my opinion. Yes. So all of these things that I've taken for granted in my lifetime, because these statutes have been set ahead before me and things that I take for granted as a U.S. citizen are no longer owed to me as yeah. a U.S. citizen. So very frustrating time for for us but we're gonna try to give you guys an outlet as much as we can kind of step away after this intro yeah <laughs> and yeah that being said i guess we will kick you off to our drink for today and our episode Welcome back to another round of bartending with your bartender, Trish. And today I'm going to be bringing you a classic drink. It's a 
lemon drop. You can do it as a martini. You can do it as just like a regular drink. You can do it as a shot. There are so many ways you can do this drink. And with what we have currently in our like possession, I'm going to do it the cheap, easy way. <laughs> the way that a lot of bartenders, if they can get their hands on this alcohol, have chosen to go to because, like I said, it is a lot easier. And that is using the Deep Eddie's Lemon Vodka because that in itself is a lemon drop already pre-mixed. And if you want it sweeter, all you got to do is add some simple syrup and that to it. And it's so good. And you could definitely make it look more fancy if you're like yeah. cocktailing for friends. But if you're doing this for you, <laughs> all you need is just that. Like it's literally, it's lemon drop in like a bottle. So I chose to make it. I guess a little more sweeter and whatnot. So what I did was I rimmed my glass with your sugar rim, which is very common for lemon drops. If you have somebody that you know, doesn't like sugar rims or doesn't really do like sugar, whether it's a dietary thing or whatnot, don't have to do that step. But I did the sugar rim. And then I did two ounces of our Deep Eddie's lemon, followed by, I guess, like an ounce, ounce and a half. It really, it just depends on, you know, what the flavor you want of, like, we have margarita mix, really, like a citrus or like a sour mix. It's or a lemonade. Lemonade, lemon juice, something like that. Something citrusy you want to like throw in just to kind of make it a little smoother. Stretch it a little bit. Yeah. And then I did like a half ounce of simple syrup again to sweeten it and shook that and just kind of poured it in my glass because I wasn't doing a martini so I didn't strain it. If you are doing a martini you need to strain it. And, yeah, just kind of enjoyed. It's just, like I said, it's very simple. It's very, like, easy summer time drink. It's just, it's very. The Deep Eddie's Lemon is really, like, just such a good summer liquor yes. to invest in would be the best word. Like, you could, you could it's pretty one much of those make ones that it's, like, you can use that and just add it to, like, really any fruit juice, any fruit juice, and yes. it's going to make it, like, that lemonade. I was about to say, like, if you're going to the beach or the pool or something and you don't want to keep making drinks, pour the whole bottle of Deep Eddie's Lemon in there. Get you a bottle of uh, Minute Maid Lemonade, a bottle or two of that. Get you the regular lemonade. They also have blueberry, watermelon, strawberry. Like, you could make a lemon drop batch in a little cooler sort of situation for the beach or pool. This is a perfect summer drink. Yes. But like I said, there's so many ways to go about that. Um, I went back and forth on what drink I wanted to do for this week. I sighed on the lemon drop. There was a beer I was going to cover called Tiny S's by Prairie and it's, it's so good, but 
it's a seasonal one, so I didn't want to bring you all a seasonal one, because depending on when you hear this, it may or may not be available. Also, prairie is made in Oklahoma, so depending on how far out it can distribute, you might not be able to find it. But it's delicious. It tastes like Skittles. Yes, it's so good. But I guess those are our <laughs> two drinks for today, we'll focus on. But that being said, we will kick you off to the episode. I'm excited to learn slash refresh my memory on because I'm sure I've heard it, but I just forgot it. And yeah, see you at the episode. Gannon Stouch was born on September 29th, 2008 (laughs) 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 in Loris, South Carolina. At some point, he moved with his father and stepmother to Colorado Springs, Colorado. It was really hard for me to find information on his, like, actual childhood. So, most of this, like, I try to fluff cases with that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was no fluffing. Like, there's just, (laughs) there's the case. Case and trauma. There's the case and trauma. I do apologize. But, at some point, Gannon moved with his father and stepmother to Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, Colorado, and he was remembered by his teachers and like fellow students as one of those gifted, smart kids. So, January 27th, Gannon is reported missing by his stepmother, Letitia Stouch. She told the El Paso County Sheriff's Office he left the home between 3.15 and 4 p.m. to walk to a friend's house. The original call was classified as a report for a juvenile runaway. Roll my eyes. On January 30th, Gannon's disappearance is officially classified as a missing slash endangered persons case. Police make a statement asking anyone with information to come forward and to also be weary of, quote, misinformation, end quote, on social media. They did not address or hint at what the misinformation was. So I very much remember this case because this is like the middle, I forgot to say year. So January 27th, 2021. So we're in 2021. This is like at the height of COVID. So I definitely remember seeing this case on the news and all that kind of stuff. So whenever they're talking about misinformation, Right off the bat, his stepmother is being blamed for his disappearance. And that's what the cops are saying. Hey, take this lightly. Yeah. But should we? Should we? February 3rd, Letitia Stoush responded to online comments in an, in an interview with the local CBS channel. Quote, I took care of Gannon for the last two years in our home. I would never, never, ever hurt this child. And I know there are some questions out there that's up to the investigation when they end up letting you guys know, but I've cooperated with them. We're going to find Gannon, and that's the main goal that we all have. I'm just ready for Gannon to come home. Letitia also claimed the family had received more than 20 death threats at this point in the investigation, and officials said they had put in thousands of hours into search efforts, including thorough aerial drone footage and search and rescue canines. Okay. On February 4th, one of the Stoush family neighbors came forward with surveillance footage that he says shows Letitia Stoush leaving the house 
with Gannon in a red pickup truck at 10.13 a.m. and returning hours later at 2.19 p.m. alone. But remember, she said that the last time she saw him, he was walking to a friend's house. That's not what that footage showed. The footage also appears to show Gannon walking slowly as he approaches and gets into the truck. When the neighbor showed the footage to Gannon's father, he broke down crying and said, She lied. She lied about the time he didn't go to a friend's house. February 5th, Gannon's biological mother and father make a gut-wrenching plea for anyone with information to come forward. And unfortunately, nobody comes forward. March 2nd, Letitia Stouch is arrested and held without bond in Horry County, South Carolina, before she's extradited back to Colorado Springs. She was charged with first-degree murder of a child under 12 by a person in position of trust. I feel like that should be a charge in every state. Yeah. I don't see that often in these kids' cases, but, like, I I am here for that charge. Charged with first... I'm going to repeat it just because charged with first degree murder of a child under 12 by a person in a position of trust. I feel like that carries a much heavier sentence. Cause like, it's not that you were just taken randomly. You were in a position of trust and that's really what gets me here. Yeah. I had a stepmother and a stepfather. I still have a stepfather and he was more of a father to me than my father. But like I had a stepmother and this easily could have been me because she was literally the wicked witch from Cinderella. She was horrible. Back to this case though. Um, So she was charged with that. She was charged with child abuse resulting in death. And she was charged with tampering with a deceased human body as well as tampering with physical evidence. On March 11th, Letitia Stouch makes her first appearance in Colorado after being extradited from South Carolina, where she was arrested, in fa- where she was found and arrested. She did not speak during her appearance, but authorities said they had filed over 100 search warrants in the case and were co- confident in the boy's stepmother as their suspect. This is where this case ties into local home ties, because if you know me, I like to do, like, southern things. So, on March 20th, authorities found Gannon's body in Pace, Florida. That did not sound familiar to me. Sure doesn't sound familiar to you. But it is near the Escambia River Bridge, and for all intent and purposes of the story, they were, his body was found at the north side of Pensacola. Like, you know, whenever we go to Pensacola, we, like, hang right on the interstate. Yeah. So, there's that big body of water, and that's the Escambia River, and his body was found, like, the interstate kind of wise right there, and he was found on the north side of the bridge. So, like, looking at, looking at the map, I've never been there, but I definitely recognize the area. According to the arrest affidavit... Investigators believe Gannon was murdered in his bedroom by his stepmother on January 27th. She then loaded Gannon's body into her Volkswagen Tegan? Tiguan? It's not Tegan like the truck, but yeah. Letitia then texted Hunt to buy carpet cleaner, trash bags, and baking soda. 
Investigators believe these products were used to clean Gannon's murder scene. The affidavit states there is a receipt to confirm this purchase from the store of all of those cleaning items. And investigators said Letitia's story dramatically changed several times in the days following January 27th. So she's very much like contributing to her guilty demeanor. Yeah. A fun little side note on this case is that Letitia waived her right to counsel. And we always know that that is a brilliant move by defendants, right? So she chose to represent herself. The only positive for Letitia at this point is that her preliminary hearing date was pushed back to a later date because she chose to do this to give her time to prepare as her own attorney. She was adamant about representing herself because she didn't believe experts in the legal system held much value in this case. I can tell you right now, baby, if you guilty, you stand, you're going to do a lot better with those lawyers than you're going to do by yourself. Yeah. Not in every case, but particularly this case, she needed a lawyer. She's even quoted as saying she had, quote, 23 hours a day to work and one hours of sleep, end quote. And she compared this case to a game of poker. That's right. We are comparing life and death to poker. She even claimed she had an ace in the hole, insinuating that she was innocent. During her Arguella advisement, which in short summary, what that means is whenever you proceed without counsel, it's an Arguella advisement is what I found. If I'm incorrect, please educate me. I would love to learn more about that. But from my Google search, that is what I learned. So during her Arguella advisement, Arguella advisement, Letitia said she was confident in her two pieces of evidence that no science could discredit and it would clear her name. The preliminary hearing was then moved to May 20th to give her time to review all of her evidence in jail. Then court documents released on May 3rd show that Letitia requested a state attorney be appointed to her case. So basically, she chicken shitted out. She was like, hey, I can do better than the law. I'm going to represent myself. And then she said, hey, I need help. Yeah. (laughs) Which, nothing wrong with asking for help. But pretty much what she did by doing this, which was she gained herself an extra several months in the court process. Because they were about to go to court. And she said, hey. I'm going to represent myself. So they said, hey, that's cool. You have a few months to prepare. And then right before she's about to go back to court, she says, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need an attorney. And they're like, all right, it is your right as an American citizen to have that attorney. So we will send you an attorney and we will give him several months to catch up on this court case as well. So that's what she did. She just bought herself several months before her actual case was presented to a court. Four days after her request for representation, Josh Tallini was appointed to to the case. The preliminary hearing was then pushed back to September 9th and 10th to give Josh time to review all of the evidence in the case. After months of delay, 
Letitia was back in the courtroom for her preliminary hearing on September 9th, 2021. And well, her case was in court. She was not. In an unusual move, Letitia waived her present in, presence in this hearing. The DA tried to argue that because she waived her right to presence, she waived her right to a preliminary hearing. And while in this case, I want to agree overall, that's such a slippery slope to fringing on your rights. So the judge agreed with me, fortunately slash unfortunately for this case, and proceeded with a preliminary hearing without her there. The first witness called to the stand was Sergeant Jason Yoder of the St. Rosa, Florida Sheriff's Office. He was called to check out the report of a body found inside a suitcase along the Escambia River Bridge in 2020. When the sergeant got there, he saw a suitcase that was opened and a body wrapped inside in blankets. He described seeing injuries to the body and the autopsy would describe these injuries as a fractured skull a gunshot wound to the lower jaw, and 18 sharp force wounds, and what appeared to be defensive wounds on the hands. The DNA confirmed that the body found was Gannon Stouch. The cause of death was listed as a gunshot wound with blunt force trauma to the head. Kevin Clark was next to testify, a former Colorado Springs Police Department employee, Kevin presented data collected from vehicles and Letitia's phone to track her whereabouts the day after investigators believed Gannon was killed. The trips include seemingly random trips in southeastern Colorado Springs and Falcon and into Douglas County, which would explain why the cops had focused on these areas before the body was found in Florida. Following a brief break and in the middle of Kevin's testimony, DA Michael Allen said the information recovered from a budget rental van on February 1st, 2020 showed Letitia traveling from Colorado to Florida to South Carolina, where she was arrested, remind you. Michael went on to say the data showed Letitia making stops in Pensacola, Florida, just after midnight on February 4th. The DA said that Letitia made a reservation at a Candlewood Suites in Pensacola using her cell phone. Then around 4.15 a.m., her phone pinged about three miles from the location where Gannon's body was found. I don't know about you, but to me, that smells a whole lot like guilty. Next on the stand was Sergeant Rosario Hubble with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. He testified that Letitia's phone had two photos of Gannon in bed, alive and uninjured at this point, and the bedding in the pictures appeared to be similar to the bedding found in the suitcase where Gannon's remains were found. They compared the pictures from Letitia's phone to the pictures from the body cameras that were at the home at the beginning of the investigation for Gannon's disappearance. The bedding was different. The sheets were definitely changed between January 27th when the photo was taken on the phone and when the investigation began. A new picture was introduced during Sergeant Hubble's testimony, which showed Gannon's bedroom with the bed removed, the bedding removed. The carpet had been ripped up in the corner that was under his bed, and underneath there was a stain that tested positive as being Gannon's blood. The bed was covering the stain, which leaked through the carpet to the concrete underneath. Before the carpet was pulled, there was no visible blood. 
Sergeant Hubble then testified that a 9mm gun was found in Letitia and Al Stouch's bedroom, and that evidence recovered in Florida suggested that Gannon was shot with a 9mm. It's important to note at this point that there were multiple people's DNAs found on this home gun, so we can't specifically point it to Letitia, but it doesn't eliminate her either. The next witness called by the prosecution was Special Agent Andrew Cohen of the FBI. He testified that the Stoush home had a security system that held no evidence of an unknown person entering the home during the time period we assume Gannon was murdered. Agent Cohen called the DNA on the gun into, con- into question, which is when the courtroom learned that the primary DNA collected on gun was Letitia's. He also pointed out that she was the adult home at the time in question. So literally all fingers are pointing to Letitia, the stepmother. In February of this year, 2022, Letitia changed her plea to not guilty by reason of insanity, which of course puts a whole wrench in the whole trial. Evaluators have found Letitia competent to stand trial twice as of now, but her attorneys still hold on to that she was not capable of understanding what was going on at the time of the murder. Letitia was scheduled to appear in court of June 9th, 2022. For reference, today of recording is June 27th, 2022. And I could not find any current news reports about this case. It definitely seems like Letitia and her lawyers keep trying to put it off. So I have set my Google alerts and I will keep y'all updated as we learn more about this case. But to me, it is very clear that Letitia, unfortunately, was the one to kill Gannon. And it's very unfortunate because she was trusted to take care of him. She was his bonus mother. She was... I just, like, as somebody who had step-parents, and I had one really great step-parent and one really awful step-parent, so my stepdad, man of the world, love him, I, he is my parent, like, by law, he is my stepdad, but by my heart, he is my parent, that is my dad, my one stepmother that I had, I... This is going to sound so shitty, but also, y'all, at this point, you probably know me. I I am this type of person. I could see her doing something like this to me and or my brother. Like, when my dad, my stepmom got married, she kicked me and my brother out of the house immediately. It became her house with her children. We did not matter. And it was a very hard situation. Like, it is what it is, but... I put up with it, um, but I could definitely see her being that type of stepmother, and I think that's why it crawls up in my ass so bad, because if I was a weaker child, this could have been me, and it's so sickening to me that these adults step in as caretakers, and they don't take care of the children. It shouldn't matter if it's your blood child or not. It matters that they are a part of your life and they are under your care and you should take care of them. 
So that is our case for today. I hope that in the very near future, we will have more answers on this case. We will either have a decision from the court, and I, in my heart of hearts, believe that it is Letitia. Just all of the signs point to her. But if it's not, like, I hope that we find the true killer. If she, you know, drugged him and took him out of the house for somebody else to kill him and take him away. I don't know. I just, I hope that we, but more importantly, the family has answers soon. So, I would love to hear what you think about this case, and we'll kick you off to the last call. All right. Welcome back to another last call. Make this kind of a shorter one. Um, it's really debating on what, how to go about this, but um, if you're on TikTok or, you know, from our area, you've probably heard of Mama Tot, Shoe Lover. 99 on TikTok. Yes. Mama Todd. Her name is Ophelia Nichols. And last Friday night, I believe is when it was. Yeah. Sounds right. She lost her youngest son, who was 18. His 19th birthday was this last Saturday. He was shot at a local gas station in Pritchard, Alabama, which there are parts of Pritchard that, you know, it's all right to go to, but for the most part, Pritchard's not one of those places that you will um, regularly go to unless you have to, or you know somebody from there. But like I said, her son was shot. Um, there's not many details pertaining to this case. Yeah, it's like an ongoing case. They don't have anybody in custody as of yet. Last known update was that there were two possible suspects, but from what I've seen, he was at a gas station. He got shot in the shoulder, got in his car, and drove to like the gas station next door, basically. Like across the street. And that's where he was later found. But, like I said, there's not many details related right now. But, I know she has a huge platform and she has definitely come out saying, you know, somebody knows. Or, you know, maybe whoever shot him is watching her TikToks. And she is, she wants answers. Like any mother, any family member, she wants answers. And Mobile's a big town, but a small town. Yeah. So there's someone out there that definitely knows what happened. Or maybe you don't think you know what happened, but you do have some details, but you're just not sharing them. And I just kind of wanted to take this time to kind of further move this along we have a platform it's a small platform but it's a platform and we want to use it to the best of our ability so if you're from this area or know somebody from this area and you've heard anything about randon lee 
and his murder, please, please reach out to Mobile PD. You know, anything like that. I th- I'm pretty sure Mobile PD is the only one in kind of, well, Pritchard, but like, yeah. it's still, it's Mobile. I feel like they're the only ones currently looking into this, last I heard. But if you have any information, I highly, highly recommend you to reach out. You know, let people know what you know so that this can get solved. Because, it, like I said, if you're on TikTok, you know Mama Tot. You know she is the kindest soul ever. She literally does not have a bad bone in her body. She has been there for so many people. Yeah. And she deserves to know what happened to her son. But like I said, this wasn't going to be a very long last call. I just, we've been trying to, there's been so much that has happened since we last recorded that we've been trying to figure out best ways to kind of do this. And I figured. What to do, what to say. Yeah, and I figured we could do a last call on this. Like I said, there's not much information that the police are releasing to the public as of now. No, but if you do have information and you, if you don't feel comfortable going forward, if you don't feel comfortable coming forward with it, we both have police contacts in Mobile that we can reach out and make sure that you stay anonymous. So if you need the phone number to contact police in Mobile, a specific police officer about this, if you want to contact us instead, Please, please do so. We can keep you completely out of it and get the information to who it needs to be without involving you at all. Yes. But also feel free to just call Google the Mobile Police Officer's number if you have information yourself and contact them. But if you don't feel safe enough to do it yourself, I will gladly do it for you. We have two police officers that sit at my bar, (laughs) like, consistently. I have both of their numbers. I'm not trying to put their names on blast or anything, but they are people that I feel comfortable contacting being like, hey, I have information. Yeah. So, we just want to get to the bottom of this, just like everybody else in our town. Yes. She's very loved and respected and everything. And like I said, she has a huge platform on TikTok. You, if you are on TikTok and know her, I think her thing is Shoe, shoe Lover, Lover Ni- 0.99 or Shoe like Lover that. 99. But you've probably seen her video since. It's heartbreaking to watch. And we just want to do our little part that we can to get this out if you haven't seen it. And just, like I said, keep your eye eyes ears everything you can out there somebody knows what happens what happened to her son and we need we need to figure it out but with that being said thanks for hanging out with us today Mm -hmm. hope you enjoyed the hot mess express toot toot beep beep we have our social medias that you can hit us up on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tequila She Wrote across the board. 
Our email is tequilashewrote at gmail.com. We have Patreon. The easiest way to find us there is patreon.com backslash tequilashewrote. You can also go to our link trees on our social media, and we have them linked there. So you can find us however you want to, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.